used to want me get this with my dad and so get it. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Here's a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Friday is my understanding. Am I correct about that? Has anybody consulted a chart of some sort? Astrological charts, that appears to be yes, correct. You know what I've got to get better at? It's a long list, but... uh, on the list of things I need to get better at. Just leaving the house when I got to leave the house to go to work to be on time, no matter what's going on. Because one of my kids was up with a nightmare or whatever. And I'm trying to get him back to sleep so that he doesn't wake up mom and the other kid. Mm. And everybody's up all day long, but it's getting later and later, and I'm looking at the clock and trying to get him back to sleep. Oh, boy. I just need to exit. Nothing I can do. Somebody's got to, you know, make the house payments. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah. And if you explain to him that, listen, Daddy's job is more important than you, he'll understand. <laughs> and, that will help, and that will help him get back to sleep. Right. <laughs> For the rest of his life. Your fear right now is insignificant in the big picture. Right. <laughs> That's what I should explain to him and help him get back to sleep. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The American Economy. A juggernaut, and a juggernaut for good. Were it not for the American economy, not only were uh, hundreds of millions of Americans be better off, but we have fed the hundreds of millions around the world. We've gotten AIDS drugs to Africa, sent aircraft carriers to the tsunami ravaged, and a hundred other good things, all because of American business and the American economy. Hey, now! There is nothing more charitable than profit. And if you don't understand that, you're a fool. And it, why would I attack people? I don't know. Why would it, Just because they have failed to come to this realization. Because it's, it's your nature? I, well, <laughs> speaking of things to improve on, if you haven't realized that yet, you need to think about it for a while. Hmm. Profit is why charity exists. You should explain that. In detail later. Oh, I'd be delighted. On this good economic news day. Uh, we should... Um, the reason I bring it up for folks not familiar, the economics numbers, the economic numbers are about to come out, uh, growth of the GDP, et cetera, et cetera. And it's expected it'll be 4% plus. Yeah. Just as our leader, Donald J. Trump, predicted. How does Bitcoin factor into this? <laughs> good question. Sean, you'll be working that desk. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. See, when I wake up screaming from a nightmare, it's always my downstairs neighbor knocking on my door saying, shut up before I call the cops. You know, it's very different as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Have you seen the video of the fire tornado? I have not. Check this out. So there's yeah. one, one of the horrifying yeah. wildfires, 
And that uh, well, you know, and they create their own weather system yep. with the heat and everything like that. This is a fire tornado crossing a highway. <gasps> I didn't know that could even happen. Fire tornado seems very uh, wow, very that's, scary. That's 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 going the Sharknado. Holy crap! Yep, never seen anything wow. like that. Jeez, <sighs> did the did all those firefighters know that could happen? Or are they like uh, Jim? What the hell is that? <gasps> I think they've probably seen it. The know. whirling vortex of flame. Um, there's uh, Sean, positive Sean, who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I saw the new Mission Impossible movie, Mission Impossible colon, or no, Mission colon Impossible dash Fallout. That's the full name of the movie. Too much punctuation. With Tom Cruise, who's now in his 60s? Tom Cruise, 56 years old, is five years older in Mission Impossible Fallout than Wilford Brimley was in the movie Cocoon. So it's Mission... Wow! That's yeah. an amazing Wait kidding. a minute. So it's Mission Impossible, get your colon checked, is what it <laughs> <No>. should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least yearly. Send, um, send that to Jimmy Kimmel or Conan or somebody. And I don't know at what point Tom Cruise went from America's biggest movie star to essentially just our best acting stunt double. Yeah. Because his big thing now is I do I do the, all the driving stuff, I do all the jumping, the hanging from helicopters, and... Thanks. All the punching, and there's some really good punching in this movie. Thanks to L. Ron Hubbard. I think that's the key. <laughs> that's part of it. That's true. But if uh, you want to be ageless like uh, Tom Cruise, look into Scientology. But I'm almost certain that when he dies, we will have film of it, and it will be some elaborate stunt that did not go right. <laughs> oh, Could be. boy. Dang, he's almost 60. There is uh, Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Got an unexpected surprise. The Trump economy handing me a check. The Fed sent me 150 bucks. Apparently, I overpaid on my taxes. Yes! But that does not mean I'm bringing home the bank it's your money you guys. They, it's your money they yeah. gave you back. That's so. interest-free loan to thieves. Right? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be bringing home the bacon since it's not the result of any kind of a gaming-related financial investment. But no, I was uh, delighted. It's gaming on some level. Yeah. We're all being gamed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but congratulations. <laughs> that's yep. always a good feeling. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On Friday, July 27th, the year 2018, we're setting you straight 21-8. We're a fire tornado of information is what we are. Wow. We're Armstrong and getting we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Every stop, I got all these cameras. This never happened to Obama. <laughs> it's because his speeches were droning borathons. Yeah, well, um... So- and yours are unmoored God-knows-what's-next-a-thons. Yeah, could end your presidency-a-thons. <laughs> Or probably not. <laughs> uh, what are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, we got another explosive wildfire in California taking down everything in its path, fire, tornadoes, and more. Charge and countercharge. The war between Donald Trump and his former lawyer Michael Cohen rages on this morning. And Roseanne on Hannity with an explanation and apology. Awesome. Coming up minutes from now. And those economic numbers. I mean, you know, we've been growing at two-something percent for a long time. For something is pretty exciting. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's very, very good. Very strong. A lot of funny stuff. And we have a cow coming up. Clips, Clips of, the week. of the week? What an exciting time to be alive. That's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
explains he's got three more women who are paid hush money that he's going to come forward with. Marshall's got that in his news. That'll be oh. a little dust up. Oh, what? A little? We got fire tornadoes. We got booming economies. And you want to talk about trollops. Can we elevate this show, please? Whatever happened to the high road? Mm. That's my question. Mm. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Yeah, after the embarrassment of last week, Michael has, has come correct, as they say. <laughs> after the embarrassment of last week. I think it was last week that you hit the theme, didn't you, Michael? Yes. <laughs> well, you I'm trying it. to forget. That's personal growth. Uh, but right now, we need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. To the Iranian President Rouhani, we are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious. Exclamation point. Thanks to Trump's trade policies, the U.S. now has a giant stockpile of meat. Let me ask you this, though. What about the, uh, what about Laird? What's he going to do about it? I did that. That is disgusting. I know. You are a grown woman. I Get know. Get off the floor. I know. That is disgusting. I know. I think, I think this goes away quickly. I think what, I think it's probably better do the Charleston thing. Absolutely dare you, sir. Wow, everything coming up, Melania. <laughs> wow, that was um, like a, uh, a, 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 what do you call it, the, 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 the filet there. It wasn't a big cut of meat, but it was uh, very flavorful. Yeah, mm. Ounce for ounce, that's, uh, that's tasty. I, always, I don't like the filet. I'm I a New York go, strip guy. I, I, I always go for the biggest steak. <laughs> this one might taste the best, Simple but I want policy. the ones with the most ounces. Have you ever gone with the novelty, if you can eat this, you get a free thing or anything? No, like no I have not. 72-ounce T-bone I've sort not of done deal. That. No. Sounds good, though. My should, younger days, I could have given it a ride, but now nah, you, you you lose your game. You lose your game. I can't I can't do that anymore. <laughs> He's Sad. already lost. He hasn't even stepped up to the table. Right. Well, that I mean, attitude. I know my limits. Mm. I'm a singles hitter. <laughs> Dump it into the gaps. Mailbag. First of all, quick uh, Sharknado uh, update, as long as it's come up. The last Sharknado, it's about time, is the title of the movie. (laughs) Premieres Sunday, August 19th on the Sci-Fi Channel. It is a time travel Sharknado. Awesome. From the proud big sister of Sharknado director Anthony C. Ferrante, native of Antioch, California, that would be Shannon. Shannon and Napa, a 20-year A&G listener. That's fabulous. And, and give our best wishes to your brother, who has brought much joy to the American public and to me personally. And then Shannon wants to thank me for coming in. Joe, thanks for coming in from vacation on September 11th, 2001. I was listening. I wanted to hear a familiar, comforting voice. Thank you. You're welcome. I do expect people to thank me for 17 years for most things I do. <laughs> Finally, someone with the class to do that. That's astounding that that was 17 years ago. It's just incomprehensible. Time. Time! Dear Jack and Joe, writes uh, Paul in San Diego, Uh, Michael runs the board. Marshall reads the news. But what does Sean do? Excellent question. Just wondering. Yeah, what do you do? (laughs) Thank you and keep up the great work. And he says, K-I-S-I-H, uh, keep it stinky in Helsinki. <laughs> Paul, you. Boy, um, yeah, speaking of uh, Helsinki, which was just two weeks ago, that Iran thing was earlier this week. Completely forgot that that even happened. The place. dust up with the Iran. Nobody that that was that. the biggest story on planet Earth 
for 24 hours, I couldn't even have told you that it happened. If you just said to put a quiz, what was the big story on Monday? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. No idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was World War Three, and Trump started it, and this is the worst thing somebody's ever done about something. Oh, that's right. Somebody assassinated the Queen of England, and right, yeah, okay, now I remember. Uh, so um, it's as if, you know, we're all eight-year-olds, and every day is either our birthday or Disneyland or yeah. a new skateboard or something. Yeah. Just, you'd end up in a home. I'm going to end up in a home. It's too much. So get back to what do you do exactly, Sean? Would you like to inform the people briefly? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. Sean, uh, for one thing, is in charge of like 90% of the sound you hear on the show. Uh, yeah, probably the most. So even though Michael runs the briefly. board, I play a lot of the, the news clips of the day and such. Not yeah. the funny haha ones that Michael times perfectly, but the other ones. And and we say, get the Secretary of Defense. He said we're going to attack uh, New- Newfoundland. And Sean finds that, that tape real quick and stuff like that. So that's, that's a lot of what he does. Two things Marshall taught me this week from uh, Mr. Casey near uh, Portland. Um, speaking of people and what they do. Here are a couple of things I learned from Marshall's news reports this week. One, cell phones are erasing our memories. This is somewhat, <laughs> this one is somewhat dubious considering that I have been unable to erase the memory of Roseanne Barr shrieking despite vigorously rubbing a cell phone on my forehead in the attempt. I'm sure. I thought the bitch was wise! Oh, such a pleasing tone. So like a, like a, a, a songbird, really. Uh, two, counterintuitively, uh, outer course is not what goes on in a Louis C.K. hotel room. Um, yeah, a judge, apparently it's part of a courtroom trial, outer course versus intercourse. Yeah, it, it's, there Never is heard a that term for it, but it's very coarse. Mm. It's well known. Rubbing up against people with your clothes still on in a show of affection and or desire. Anyway, 0-2 is how Mr. Casey signs off. Paul, Facebook lost more value yesterday than Costco's total market capitalization. That is an amazing statistic. Wow! That's how big Facebook is, because Costco's huge. Mm. Those, all those free samples, they add up. <laughs> right, right. That's something. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost more money personally than the market capitalization of Campbell's Soup. <laughs> That's the incredibly informative Paul. Paul, I don't even know if you made those numbers up or if they're true, but they're a great email anyway. I definitely think the most overrated economic stories that ever happen is when a company doesn't meet the projections that somebody made, mm-hmm. and then their stock goes down, and right. people talk about their various flaws. No, no, they could be absolutely fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the very definition of speculating. You speculated that it would be up 45%. That doesn't Therefore, mean you bought the stock. Turns out it's up a mere 31%, but you overpaid because you thought it was going to grow like a juggernaut. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with Facebook. Certainly not. There's a lot wrong with Facebook. Number one, it's run by the Antichrist. <laughs> but... Mark of the Beast Zuckerberg? Yeah, Mark of the Beast. That's right. We're going to try to get that going. I love it. Love it. Thanks for the reminder. Jack, Joe, I got a Roomba for my birthday. Oh, I love my Roomba. Mm-hmm. And the app wanted me to give it a name because we apparently cannot think past one day. My boyfriend said, Sleeve Boy. <laughs> and I said, yes. We are having so much fun with Sleeve Boy. We need your help, Sleeve Boy. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I were you, Sleeve Boy. Simple pleasures for simple minds. Uh, that's Denise. Thanks, Denise. That's really funny. Sure enough, um, I my uh, my Roomba is called because you have to name it in case you have like multiple ones. I guess mm. 
um, DJ Funky Roomba. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Believe it or not. Let's see. Oh, this is a really interesting note, as his so often are. Ian from Tijuana. Uh, Senora Energetic Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Energetic Bear, the name of one of the Russian hacking groups that got into our power grid. And or a really ambitious hairy gay man. Um, (laughs) Ian, don't call me that anymore. Let's see. Energetic Bear. (laughs) The other morning on my way to work, I had to stop at a 7-Eleven in Imperial Beach. The 7 E. That's right, the 7E in IB. IB is ankle deep in feces from Mexico, and this particular 7-Eleven is a bum hangout, especially at 3.30 in the morning. I was surprised there were no crustaceans or crustafarians. Well, one guy half-naked yelling at his pants. When asked, the clerk told me they were all rounded up and sent to Camp Krusty. Every year around Comic-Con, they open a parking lot up with tents, food, free haircuts, and I'm sure a lot of other free stuff in order to clear the area of bums for uh, different events. Ah, so rather than making them go, which uh, people would get up in arms about their rights and this and that, you'd lure them there with free stuff. Right, exactly. I guess this is sweeping under the rug on a grand scale. Yeah. Uh, Now that Comic-Con is over, I'm sure they'll be making their way back. Um, God, I was at a gas station. Camp Krusty, yeah. Well, I, was at, I, I was at a gas station yesterday, one of your big uh, brand gas stations with the many pumps and, you know, everything going on in there. And uh, there were so many who knows what these people are up to, scary looking people hanging around. There's no way you would stop there and, like, with your kids walk in and get, uh, you know, a soda and a hot dog or something. Just right. no freaking way. Right. How are you supposed to run your business like that? No, no loitering. Get the hell out of here. I'll call the cops. Used to be the way this great country ran. And if you're scary, dangerous, interfering with a, a person's lifetime business, yeah, everybody would agree. Yeah, get the hell out the guy of here. I was stumbling guy around. Was busting look- his ass to make a business work. The guy was stumbling around looking in cars. Oh, that's nice. Get away from here. Get. Get. Man, used to work that way. There's an American business owner. So anyway, Ian suggests a permanent camp, Krusty. Uh, maybe out in the middle of Nevada or West Texas. Maybe uh, rename it Crustory or Crusterville. What what was it with you? Stop it. Set up camp, make it attractive, free needles, bum wines, center. Uh, Did you hmm. see the feature that they had on uh, Brett Barry? Oh, he says, not hearing very much compassion out there. Snap, 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 snap. Did you see the the, the feature they had on Brett Barry either yesterday or a day before about San Francisco? And it was based around the various companies that have decided they're not going to San Francisco anymore for their conventions because the people that are in the convention said, we don't want to go there anymore. You can't go out like after the convention and walk around town and stuff like you can other cities. Too scary and crimey and needly and poopy. Yeah, they were showing some various places where just the number of needles in the gutter was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You can't get a soda straw from a restaurant, but you can get a needle from the government. There we go. One final note. Joe from Dayton writes, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Uh... <laughs> I took interest in your calorie intake dialogue. Like, Joe, I count a bottle of wine, uh, four glasses at 125 calories, etc., etc., and Jack compared it to a Snickers, which it is, and some. I was a little butthurt on the call-out. Sometimes the truth hurts. Well, I'd point out to you, uh, Joe, that a Snickers bar doesn't make you forget your disappointment with your life and ease your self-loathing. <laughs> right. Right. I'll stick with the grape, my friend, and so should you. Uh, Marshall's News, there's a lot of it coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Got a woman in Philadelphia claims she found poop in her Domino's cheesy bread. No, that's disappointing. You don't want that. No proof that... It's crap? It's crap. There she is with her uh, (laughs) fiancé. No proof that that happened, though. I'm thinking it didn't. You're in the clear. Unless it's... uh, I mean, it could be uh, uh, the poop of the mouse. Hmm? Hmm? Little rodent droppings? Could be. Happens. Had a mouse uh, eating dinner the other day, and I looked up and I saw a mouse run across our living room. Whoops. Yeah. You live in the country. Uh, well, that, and you should, I mean, I swear to God, I'm tempted to take a picture of, like, our oh. living room floor and oh. tweet it out. Oh, boy. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, boy. You wouldn't believe it. Oh. But uh, there's a lot of places for a mouse to hide and plenty to feed on, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Have your home declared a third world country. Get foreign aid. Uh, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the new numbers are in, and they are very good. The U.S. economy is surging in the April-June quarter, growing at an annual rate of 4.1%. And that's the fastest pace since 2014. It's Trumponomics! Driven by consumers who began spending their tax cuts and exporters who are trying to get their products out the door and delivered ahead of any retaliatory tariffs. Yeah, the lame stream media is absolutely out of their minds with enthusiasm for pointing out why this is fake and temporary and won't last and it's not Trump and it's just, it's, I hate it, I wish that we were in a recession. I mean, it's just naked, their hostility. I will tell you this, a one-time tax cut will help growth in the long term, but it'll always be biggest at the outset. Right. And also the rush to sell as many soybeans as possible to China before the tariffs took effect was a huge like shot of adrenaline yeah. in the economy. Yep. On the scary. other hand, what is absolutely undeniable is that we're having much better economic growth than we've had for a very long time. Uh, we got a story coming up a little later of what the tariffs are doing to one of the biggest nail manufacturers in the in oh. the country, and it's, it's pretty interesting it, and troubling how quickly yeah. it has damaged some of these businesses that aren't getting is not getting a lot of attention. The winners and losers. Oh man, we have yet another monster fire in the West. This one barreling into Redding, California, causing thousands of people to evacuate. Fire officials confirm one person's dead who is battling the out of control wildfire. The so-called car fire destroying dozens of homes in Redding. Meanwhile, down south in Riverside County, more than 3,000 people there have been evacuated ahead of an intentionally set fire so powerful it is creating its own weather system, sparking fire tornadoes that are raging. Yeah, check out the video of that. It's something. President Trump insists he did not know his eldest son planned to meet with a Russian attorney who claimed to have negative information about Hillary Clinton. There are reports that Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, says he was present in 2016 when Donald Trump Jr. told the then-presidential candidate about the upcoming meeting and that Trump had approved of it. Trump tweeting this morning, No, I did not know of the meeting with my son, Don Jr. And I'm not sure how big a deal that would be. I mean, legally speaking, the politicians lie to us all the time. So if if he's been claiming he didn't know about the meeting and he did, is that... What is that? It's him lying, obviously. But. It's also entirely possible, and and once again, somehow I, who have been partially critical of Trump in many ways, am going to come to his defense. It's possible somebody mentioned it to him and he forgot. You know, we're meeting with some uh, gal, says she got some stuff on Hillary Clinton. Okay, great. And then he, you know, off to Scotland to inspect a, a golf course or something like that. Um, and, and keep in mind, and MSNBC and CNN are working as hard as they can to, to keep this unclear to you. 
that would clearly be evidence of Kremlin meddling in the election, but not collusion unless they took him up on it and began working together. So that woman, this news came out yesterday, and I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but that woman they met with much more connected to Putin than we'd previously believed. I've always thought that she was somehow involved at the very highest level. Absolutely right. And uh, that came out yesterday. Of course she was. Yeah, she's one of uh, Putin's goons. Of course. Trump's tweet going on to say, Sounds to me like somebody's trying to make up stories in order to get himself out of an unrelated jam. Oh, boy. Taxi cabs, maybe? Question mark? Oh, Oh, wow. Jeez, I don't think... And it's on! I don't think poking Cohen's a good idea, dude. I do not think that's a good idea. The sitting POTUS is now in a public, like, criminal statute-style spat with his former mobbed-up fixer. With a guy who's quite possibly knows a lot of stuff about you you don't want out. Right. Of course, you'd well, think, you'd think Trump, Trump would, would yeah. know what he know, what Cohen knows, and and Cohen is absolutely dirty. I mean, he he runs in circles that would frighten most of us. Wow, Tr- whatever, whatever. Trump's tweet concluding, he even retained Bill and Crooked Hillary's lawyer. Gee, I wonder if they helped him make the choice. Cohen is being represented by longtime Clinton friend and attorney Lanny Davis. Wow, so, so trying to suggest that he has. Sins and crimes related to his taxi license business. Which he probably and, does. And, well, it certainly does. And uh, accusing him of being a Clintonite, just a little cherry on top of the Sunday. Yes. I don't quite get that. Wow. This is this is this is gonna get uglier before it gets less ugly. Well and, and Donald, yeah. who donated to Hillary and Bill many times and shakes hands, they they went to his wedding, right? So this is yeah. all just a circus. Yeah. The <laughs> The kind of serendipity or there's some sort of beautifulness that I get from Trump's new lawyer, in this case Giuliani, arguing that we can't trust his old lawyer because <laughs> Trump hires bad lawyers. <laughs> I love that. Roseanne Barr says the tweet that ended Roseanne was meant to be political, not racist. Barr was talking uh, It with- doesn't matter. If people don't like you and they can make anybody believe it's racist, you're through. Barr was speaking on Fox News with Hannity in her first interview since her show was pulled due to a tweet comparing former Obama White House advisor Valerie Jarrett to an ape. Rosanna doesn't sound like a good idea. Well, to a planet of the apes, a futuristic, human-like ape. Roseanne going on to uh, apologize for the comment, saying she's sorry for causing Jared any harm. This is the way it went. I'm so sorry that you thought I was racist and that you thought that my um, tweet was racist because it wasn't. It was political. And um, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding that caused my ill-worded tweet. And, uh, you know, I... uh, I'm sorry that you feel harmed and hurt. Not, I never meant that, and and for that I apologize. I I never meant to hurt anybody or say anything negative about a, oh, an entire right. race right. of yeah. people. So which um, I, I get it. Thirty years. Ago. All right. So uh, if it gets more interesting later, we'll we'll play more later. Mm. But. Uh, my recollection, strangely enough, is that Valerie Jarrett, who I disagree with about absolutely everything, but has endured the slings and arrows of national office for quite some time, or national, you know, job, uh, she just rolled her eyes and said, eh, I'm fine. Right. So right. Roseanne is apologizing, as is usually the case, to those who acted aggrieved <sighs> on 
Valerie Jarrett's behalf, or or you know, Black America generally, which is certainly a valid point did of view. You... Although, again, Roseanne is not a racist; she's an idiot. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the picture of Roseanne at the airport yesterday as she was on the way to yes. Hannity yes. In, her, in her weird clothes and practicing her high kicks for some reason at the yes, airport? She was smoking a cigarette, wearing a giant plastic raincoat. Practicing her, like, uh, uh, kick-you-in-the-head MMA moves. She's completely crazy, isn't she? I don't know. Being limber doesn't make you crazy. Wanting to retain your flexibility as uh, age advances. She has been professionally diagnosed with certain psychological disorders. And she she was also the victim, uh, am I incorrect, of terrible abuse and stuff as a child? She had an awful childhood, I think. Um, Oh, and just one more quick note. Uh, and we'll talk about this a little later on. The absolutely horrific and nightmarish slaying of the young uh, woman on the Bay Area Rapid Transit uh, platform um, has now full-on become a racial thing. It's about white people uh, hunting black people. Um, and that was clearly even the, the great star, Anne Hathaway, is tweeting angrily about white privilege. Even though there is zero evidence that that had anything to do with this, you've got a dangerous, violent, mentally ill vagrant who's hurt many people of whatever race for years and keeps getting turned loose to hurt more people. That's the story. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So when he was uh, out of nowhere hurting and terrifying white people, that was, what, before his white nationalist awakening, Anne, or what? What are you talking about, you dope? No, is that is that related to Roseanne, or is that a separate thought? Well, yeah, it's related in that it's people cooking up racism where there isn't any. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I totally get why people went there with Roseanne. Yeah? It was incredibly ill-advised. She thought the bee was white. She thought the biatch was white. So she claims. Um, we'll just at least tease Marshall's news for next hour, which got uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer claims he's got three more women that he's going to be representing. So if you like his act, you're going to see a lot more of it. <laughs> Any day his name is on my radio show is a bad day. <laughs> he's a waste of skin. He's a promoter for a professional fornicator. Do you think That's he, all. Do you think he doesn't have three more names? Or do you think he does? I'm sure he's willing to say he does. I want to hit you with a hashtag just because I don't know what it means. And then we'll move on to more important things. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, God! Oh, that's a rattlesnake. <laughs> Is it really? Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, all right, all right, okay. The first thing you gotta know is everybody's okay. That was, I mean, it makes a Sharknado sound like a pleasant day weather-wise. This is uh, a couple of volunteers out on a boat filled with, it's like a, a rowboat, with several young children from the Adventure Amputee Camp, 
enjoying a summer day on a lake when a giant rattlesnake that was stuck in the water and desperate to get to land saw their boat and decided, no, I think I'll get in that boat instead. So you got dad piloting the boat with his child and several other children in North Carolina when a giant rattlesnake decides to board. Not only that, Jack, but there were a couple of counselors being towed in a tube behind the boat. So if he accelerated, he would have pulled the tube directly into the (laughs) rattlesnake. Can you imagine his stress? And I imagine there's amputees involved at some point. Well, here. right, yeah. there are kids who didn't have their prosthetics with them. Right. So they couldn't move terribly well in some cases. I, I swear to God, I'm feeling the fear right now, but Dad uh, remained calm, and, and the, the snake took a look and thought, ah, it's too crazy for me, and he kept swimming. But holy cats, can you imagine? Whew. Swimming rattlesnakes. Welcome to North Carolina. Boy, my kids had a good time with a couple of snakes and a stick the other day. Messing with the snakes and making them mad. Torturing animals? <laughs> try chasing them around. Oh, F it, it's a snake. Knew it was a snake when I picked it up. Um, wow. So tell me what this hashtag means. There are three uh, women, apparently, according to Stormy Daniels' lawyer, that uh, are going to come forward to say they got paid hush money, too. Now, first of all, would it be shocking to you if you're, there are three more women out there that Donald Trump paid off at some point? Wouldn't be shocking to me. No. I think it's more likely than not, actually. I mean, the quantity is beginning to get, you know, a little surprising. Over his whole, he's 70-some years old. He's yeah. been doing this his whole life. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think it's more likely than not. So that part is not surprising to I me. had the thought, why does he bother to get married at all? But he wants kids. He wants heirs. He wants a family business. Plus, well, maybe I'm he wants sure to be he loves married. children. Yeah. He yeah. might be likes being married. Uh, not in the conventional sense. Um, uh, but anyway, so uh, Marshall's going to do this in his news, so I won't get into all the details. Other than this, Avenatti tweeted something about it, blah, 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 blah. It's all going to come out. No more, no more lies. Hashtag Basta. B-A-S-T-A. Does anybody know what that is? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I believe it's a, it's enough. I think it's Italian for enough. It's He, he tags most of his kind of Trump tweets with that. Or not even just Trump tweets, but he does that a lot when he's kind of quote-unquote, swinging up at power. It's like, enough is kind of what oh, it's most. Yeah. Okay. And, and again, remind me, this gentleman is what? Oh, that's right. He's a carnival barker for a professional fornicator. A Spanish for enough. So Okay. So uh, Marshall will have that, all that in his news at uh, 730. Spanish and Italian, very similar languages, Sean. Could be sp- Italian as well. Fantastic. Bunch <laughs> of tanned Mediterranean types. You know what I'm talking about. Look forward to that coming up at 7.30 or the new names or women in front of microphones over the weekend or or whatever. I don't know why they would just come out now. If you were willing to throw your name out there and get into the media storm that it's going to be over the fact that you at some point either had an affair or sex with with Donald Trump, I can't imagine why you'd want to get into it now. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, my gosh. If you've been holding back through this entire time, two years of him running almost two years of being president you didn't put your name out there and now you're going to i can't imagine why you do that unless you consider death threats from internet lunatics to be positive <laughs> right <laughs> or your sexual past being laid out there for your current husband so and speak. children or whatever right, right. yeah right so, but anyway look forward to that <sighs> um oh, what was the other thing oh um there's a roundup in the washington examiner of all the other media outlets rushing to uh, disqualify the good economic news today. Yeah, it was uh, unmistakable this morning listening to the the newses. And um, 
to what extent they've got a point, you know, that's that's a different question. But, you know, to lead with the here's why it's not real thing. Uh, don't buy it. Blip too big. Some of the phrases used by the by the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN and others is this 4.2 percent growth number came out. 4.1 percent growth number came out um, immediately. All the headlines were why this isn't real. Right. I mean, that's that's what you start. Yeah, it was amazing this morning. Come As on. I said, unmistakable. You can't. So the real number is 3.7%, and that's somehow not great freaking news for American families. What was uh, Alan Dershowitz said to us last week? He said he does the shoe on the other foot question for, for all these stories. Yep. You just you just tell me, Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, if Barack Obama were president and the growth were for something percent, would you lead with your lead? Your, the title of your article is why this might not be real. I doubt it. Right. If the shoe were on the other foot. Come well, on. and the shoe wouldn't be on the other foot because would-be socialists generally can't gin up this sort of economic growth. They have no idea how business works. We're going to talk to Jim Roop in the 7 o'clock hour. This amazing thing that's going on with Starbucks that may affect whatever business you work in or run. If you work for four seconds after you punch out, you have to be paid for that four seconds. Going back many years. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a nightmare. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.